inside. Kempe dishes in front. Another sliding catch saved by Flurry. This time to his right. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here is a left wing opportunity. Lizana sliding catch save. Robin Leonard. What a stop. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in as we get you ready for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Los Angeles Kings from the Staples Center tonight, wrapping up the eight-game season series head-to-head. These rivals are at different portions of their uh, acceleration towards a championship. The Kings going through a rebuild. They've taken steps towards that. You see the younger talent in their lineup and the Golden Knights. It is all eyes focused on the Stanley Cup. And with that in mind, Matthias Janmark, the acquisition of the 2021 NHL trade deadline on Monday, will make his VGK debut tonight in the lineup, skating on that third line, along with Tomasz Nosek and Alex Tuck. Looking forward to that element. Uh, we're also following the fact that uh, Max Pacioretty was uh, was scoring a beautiful goal the other night and has something going on in the power play. Uh, Mark Stone broke out. Uh, it was uh, Nick Waugh who has things going in the right direction. Uh, a lot of things are positive uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. And if the goalie rotation continues, Marc-Andre Fleury will be back within uh, the pipes and he will try to separate himself from Ed Belfour and take over sole possession of number four all time when it comes to goaltenders' wins in the National Hockey League and close the gap uh, even more on number three. There's no reason why, when looking at the schedule, Marc-Andre Fleury shouldn't be all alone for the third most wins in National Hockey League history by the end of this year. That is a super cool accomplishment as we bring in Ryan Wallace uh, out and about uh, today. Where are you guys uh, this night? Bar Canada inside the D. Bar Canada, a little bit of uh, Darren Millard's home life right there. <laughs> it, it's it's really interesting because I've I've never actually been in a bar in Vegas where every TV is on hockey, and it is right now, and it's pretty awesome. Like <laughs> this is this is a dream come true for Ryan Wallace. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, a week ago, you would have saw some curling up there with the World uh, Curling Championships on. Oh, there's no curling today? No curling today. That's a bummer. No, uh, I like my curling. Uh, we have uh, a lot to get to today, <laughs> uh, a lot to uh, track down on the world of hockey, and one of those things is the Colorado Avalanche, who the Vegas Golden Knights are chasing right now uh, for top spot in the Honda West Division. The Avalanche, you want to give the update with all those TVs? It's one nothing Colorado. Are you surprised? No. one nothing Colorado against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, and this game, there was some doubt whether or not it was going to happen today because there was a player placed into COVID protocol uh, by the Colorado Avalanche. And then it came out that that said player is their number one goaltender in Philip Grubauer. Right. Don't know exactly what the situation is. It could be one of those false positives uh, that they're working their way through and they just weren't able to get the test results back in time for him to be in the lineup uh, or whether it is uh, because of close proximity or whether it is an actual positive confirmed test uh, for Philip Grubauer. But it does uh, just call out the importance of, of what Joe Sackick did this week in acquiring Devin Dubnik at the deadline. Well, yeah, I mean, you... You know, you, you look at the Colorado Avalanche and you talk about where where their holes are as a team, and I think we all 
uh, made the argument, right, that uh, if there was one spot you're looking at, you're looking at for an insurance policy, it's goaltending. And if anything happened to Philip Grubauer, you did not feel confident if you're the Colorado Avalanche in JoJo. You, you just you can't really go down that road. So, you know, the acquisition of Devin Dubnik, I think, is, is an important one for the Colorado Avalanche. He is in net tonight for Colorado. And St. Louis just tied the game. Oh, you jinxed him. I didn't jinx him. Full-on kabuki. No, no, no. No, no, no. That was, the, the goal was scored about uh, just after I gave the, the score update. So Full-on kabuki you, you, on well, Devin well, Dubnik. Kabuki, okay. huh? Okay, that's, like, let's, let's be honest. If there's anyone jinxing people this week, it's you, Darren. You almost did it to Max Pacioretty. Come on. Yeah, we worked through that, though. Uh, I'm going to remind him. We're, we're friends again. We're friends you're, again. You're so, the reason he hit three posts. This is uh, all your fault. This is a really intriguing game. When when we talked about insurance in case something happened to Philip Grubauer, it was all about the injury because yeah. he had he's had the injury issues uh, in the playoffs. Uh, certainly, more specifically, the last couple of years, COVID kind of brings it all back in that it could happen at any time to anybody. Right uh, and. And I kind of get blinded sometimes because we're we've we've made such huge steps uh, in this in this world right now uh, and and where we are. But but the COVID element is also another massive reason why you need that insurance in in somebody like a, a Devin Dubnik. The Colorado Avalanche are too good to see their season end because they don't have a backup goaltender. Like they don't have a backup goaltender that you feel reasonably confident in. To, to get you saves and give you a chance to win every night. They're, they're too good for that to be an issue. And I think that Joe Sackick recognized that and went out and made that made sure that that wouldn't be an option or wouldn't be something that would happen to Colorado in going and getting Devin Dubnik. This is a game that I have recorded as well, and we'll watch it back because you're seeing Colorado playing such incredible hockey right now. And the St. Louis Blues... Uh, as on top of their game as they've been all season long. These two teams started the year against each other, and St. Louis won, and Colorado pasted the Blues in game number two. Uh, there's been a back and forth, uh, but it was out of the gate, and we weren't really sure what to expect because teams hadn't played any preseason games. Right now, they're both grooving, and uh, this is going to be a really interesting to one to watch. One, to see where exactly are the St. Louis Blues uh, are they actually really good, or they've had just a couple of good games? Uh, can they measure up against uh, somebody like the Colorado Avalanche? Uh, that is is going to be uh, really interesting to watch the the entire game and the battle level and where things go between the St. Louis Blues and the Colorado Avalanche. I'm still frightened. I, I know people uh, rolled over on, on the St. Louis Blues and uh, and thought that they were done. Uh, that that roster that that compilation of, of names and talent still scares the heck out of me uh, if you were going to play them in a series. It, it just does. I don't look at the St. Louis Blues at all right now as a team trying to hold on to fourth place. I look at the St. Louis Blues in much the same way as I did at the start of the year as a team that can contend for a Honda West uh, division title. I, I got to see the Blues be consistent and consistently good over the the stretch run of this season in order to kind of get there i know what they've done i know what they're capable of doing they've just been so hit or miss so far this year that i need to see them play confident hockey the remainder of the year 
Looking forward to uh, watching what develops there between uh, the Avalanche without Philip Grubauer and with uh, Jonas Johansson backing up Devin Dubnik. So a couple of goaltenders that weren't part of the organization three weeks ago are trying to hold the fort for the Avalanche against the St. Louis Blues who are attempting to uh, find the confidence that they need to compete in the Stanley Cup playoffs. First lockdown playoff spot, hold off the Arizona Coyotes who lost earlier today. Fifth straight loss for the Arizona Coyotes. How bad is it in Arizona and uh, they're only a point out but do you consider it uh, pretty much fait complete, or can they rescue Antti Ranta played today too uh, for the uh, for the Arizona Coyotes uh, in his in his first start back in in a while so um, I have in terms of the Arizona Coyotes I want to believe that that they're still in it and I, I do think that they're still in I still think they're going to make a push it'd be nice to have some of those games uh, against the St. Louis Blues to give themselves a real chance, but you know you, you got through the lion's share of that earlier. They played on in the seven season. straight against when each other. Seven straight against one another. Um, it, like I, I don't know Arizona. They're they're in a tailspin right now. Like you like you just mentioned, they've lost five straight. Their schedule is really tough. I almost buy the San Jose Sharks more right now than I do the Arizona Coyotes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't but think like, that's a crazy, crazy statement. Yeah. But the the Sharks entered today uh, four points off. Uh, Arizona, just the wrong time for the wrong slump, and uh, and people will jump all over it that they should have sold at the trade deadline. I still maintain that that would have been optically terrible message uh, to to their fan base. But that's uh, uh, they've got to they've got to turn it around. Uh, uh, we saw how the disinterested the team was uh in in getting involved in game one against vegas last week and uh, how much better they were uh in closing up even but even in game two like vegas controlled the the entire game it, it was just a just a one nothing game uh on that front and we are going to watch uh, matthias janmark make his debut tonight for the golden knights against the los angeles kings at staples center and janmark uh, was at the podium at uh, in downtown Los Angeles today, talking about his arrival and what he expects uh, from from his debut and uh, joining this team at the NHL trade deadline. So let's bring you some sound from both Pete DeBoer and Matthias Janmark, and uh, let's just start with the the first comments from Janmark, Chris, uh, just on how he feels as he arrives and gets ready to play his first game with the Golden Knights. It's been great. Uh, I think ever since I found out, it was great. Uh, I was happy. To be able to come here and, and then yeah it's been pretty easy travel here just took a plane yesterday and met up with the guys and and yeah morning skate now so it's going to be fun to get into the game that's the uh, just big picture side of it now on what do the golden knights expect from yanmark what does yanmark expect from himself as he slides into the lineup in the middle of a chase for first place uh it's just been very briefly uh so I think just fill a spot on that third line for now, and and, and let's see where he, where he can go. I think uh, just bring my game is, is the main point. I mean, they've gotten their their picture of me, and and yeah, so they're just basically telling me to come in and play my game, and, and then as far as to see what they need and whatever, I think that's gonna pan out uh, during these first games here. I can kind of get a picture, and and they'll get a picture of me, and then we'll kind of move on from there. Slated to play with Tomasz Nosek and Alex Tuck on that third line. So what's the potential of putting Janmark, Tuck, and Nosek together? Here's Matthias Janmark. Yeah, 
I think I've always looked at him ever since uh, that first year with the Golden Knights, and I think he's been an unbelievable player. Uh, so that, that'll be a lot of fun, and Nosek has been playing well too. So yeah, I think uh, there's for sure something there, and, and hopefully we can we can do really well. Uh, so I'm really excited about it, I'm, and I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, we can do some good stuff. And on the, on the side of the Golden Knights, this is year number four. They've gone through four trade deadlines they've added every year. Yep. Uh, this year was on the depth uh, side of it, uh, Ryan. But what continues to amaze me, and uh, I can't remember who said it the other might might have been Lawless, who said uh, people uh, want to come here, but they want to stay here even more. Sure. Uh, something to that effect. And and that's what's at play with, with Yanmark. Uh, he certainly had Vegas circled on on the potential teams that he might end up with yeah i i mean i think that you know it's not hard to to see why players would want to come here for, uh, to vegas one it's an excellent place to live it's just a fantastic city but when you get beyond that and you look at the golden knights and you look at this hockey team it's pretty simple the the goal here is to win and i don't know any players in the nhl right now who don't have that goal in mind, who yeah, don't want to go out there. give you a couple, I think. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> fine. I mean, I was trying to be nice here, Darren, but do you, you know, like I, I know one moved at the trade deadline, like let's be fair. But I'm just saying there are a lot of players predominantly in the NHL who just want to win and do a lot of winning in their career and have an opportunity to play for the Stanley Cup. And when you see what this what this organization has built from day one, what they're continuing to build, and what the expectations are, I think you'd be uh, uh, you'd be hard pressed to find another place that really checks all those boxes like Vegas does. And that's why Yanmark was so excited to join the Vegas Golden Knights, and why Vegas is on top of every player's list. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to Pavelski a little bit, uh, even even before uh, I got traded, obviously, and only heard great stuff and. I mean, as far as the organization goes and everything, I mean, I think it's on the top of the list of almost every player in the league. So I'm really excited to be here. Uh, and then, yeah, now it's time to, to get to the hockey part. And I think there's no better way than to just play the game tonight. And then, uh, like I said, see where it goes. But I've only heard uh, good stuff. And I, I think uh, I think the best for me is to kind of just go out and play. And then I'll learn along the way. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of luxury spot here because the team has done so well. So uh, they have a good record. So it kind of buys me some time to, to really find my game. And hopefully I can contribute more and more with time. Uh, I just love it. And four years in, and this is on top of every player's list to come. And Alex Petrangelo uh, is proof of that. Mark Stone signing long-term. Uh, Max Pacioretty uh, signing long-term. Uh, players that weren't part of the expansion draft. But, uh, but got an opportunity to be exposed to this this city and, and this community and want to play here uh, for the, the, the long term, uh, for the rest of their careers in a lot of cases. So Yanmark is, is part of that. I, one of the uh, interesting uh, bits about the last comment was his admission that he talked to Joe Pavelski uh, of the Dallas Stars when they played together. Uh, last year uh, with Dallas on that march the, to the Stanley Cup. And he would have bounced some things off of... Uh, Jan Mark's been, been open that uh, that he looked at Vegas in the summer. Yeah. And because of the numbers and the, and the salary cap, uh, they, they weren't uh, didn't weren't able to, to work out an agreement. But, but he liked Vegas. And he talked to Pavelski uh, about not... I don't think Vegas as much as Pete DeBoer. 
sure. uh, who Pavelski played for in San Jose. Now, Pete has been uh, just transparent that, that he spoke to Pavelski about Janmark and what kind of player he was, what kind of teammate he was. And it sounds like Janmark spoke to Pavelski about <laughs> Pete DeBoer. And they've both done their homework. And so that, that gives me confidence uh, that you might get, that this really might work because both, both know what they're getting into from, some, from the same source. In, in Joe Pavelski, who's we thought San Jose was the intermediary because they took salary, yep. but Joe Pavelski may have brokered this deal in the end. Joe Pavelski, he just keeps helping Vegas. Deal maker. Yeah, I love it. I, it's it's fantastic. Well, he kind of owed them one. True. True. But the, I, I do like the fact that Pavelski will have given uh, Yanmark the the real foundation of what Pete DeBoer expects, how Pete DeBoer coaches, how Pete DeBoer handles his, his roster. Yeah. And there'll be no no uh, big surprises in the early going. You do have to experience it yourself, but he'll have a much better idea going into tonight's game how it's going to work. Just having having a little bit of that knowledge as, as you go into it uh, puts you, I think, a little bit ahead of the curve, as, as, as more so than if you didn't really know what to expect or what you were getting into. So I, I think that it's it's good on both sides. It's good that that Pete got a little bit more of that that inside information from Joe Pavelski on Matthias Janmark and vice versa. I think, you know, you're Pete DeBoer. You have that relationship with Joe Pavelski. Um, I, I think it's great. I think I think it's it's fantastic to reach out and get get a little bit more information. Yeah, here's here's Pete talking about doing that homework on Matthias Janmark. Well, we definitely did, uh, and that's what we've been digging into here over the last 24 hours from a specialty team uh, perspective, you know, where they've used them, how they've used them, where, where his best spots are. Um, you know, as far as five on five goes, um, I mean, I, I, I know, I feel I know the player well from coaching against them through the series last year in the bubble, watching them, you know, from the other bench over the last uh few years uh in this conference and uh and like I said I, I talked to Joe Pavelski who I have a tremendous amount of respect for as a hockey guy and you know he gave me the uh the uh the book on him as a player and and you know you combine that with your own pro scouts and and their reports so you know I think we have a good handle as you know back to your question the the actual tape we have watched but it's been primarily special teams Special teams, which means you might see him on the second power play unit, certainly might see him uh, on uh, the penalty kill for uh, Matthias Janmark. One other factor that might give Janmark a little more jump, not just tonight, but in the next little bit, is he gets to play somebody else. Like th <laughs> These teams have all been locked into their own division all year. Yeah. So this is the eighth time that the Golden Knights are going to play uh, the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, they'll wrap up the series uh, against San Jose and Anaheim uh, shortly. It, it, it's been a lot of the same thing. But for Yanmark, it's been Nashville and Tampa and uh, uh, the, uh, the likes of the Florida Panthers. He gets to play somebody brand new for the first time uh, all year instead of those, uh, those other seven teams inside the loop. And I think that might be fun too. Rejuvenation. Yes. That's the word I would use. Not, not just throw on the uniform for the first time, but also face another opposition where 
it's it's new and it's different and it's exciting and uh, uh, fresh. So I, I think there's a, a little bit of that at, at play tonight. Uh, certainly some nerves. I, I can't imagine. I mean, there's there's some players who will. Like I felt bad for Bjork last night uh, for the for the Buffalo Sabers facing. Yeah. We we talked a little bit about Curtis Lazar and Taylor Hall playing for the Boston Bruins against the Buffalo Sabers in their first game and the opportunity to to add to the misery there. Uh, but as I watched that game last night, Bjork had a couple of great chances, and it reminded me like he's the one that got sent the other way. Yeah, and and, and that can be really uh, disheartening uh, to an athlete. But for for a player like Matthias Janmark, he's going into the stretch drive of a team that's pushing for first place off the heels of of, of Chicago that uh, that we think is kind of going to fall short in that central division. So I think there's some, some catching up uh, to do on the intensity side, but also finding your range within a veteran group uh, within that locker room. For like 100%. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see just kind of how he approaches this game and, and how quickly he can kind of settle, settle into what the Golden Knights are expecting of him, what they want him to do. Uh, but, you know, I, I would jump at the opportunity honestly, to to pregame for somebody that the Golden Knights have not played against. Like, if, if Vegas played, I don't know, Nashville tomorrow, the the notes and the preparation for that pregame show would, would be incredibly entertaining and exciting for me because it's something new, something different. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of that for Matthias Yanmark tonight. Uh, right on there. Uh, I absolutely agree, and it's just something different. And the fact that uh, that he was so excited to be going to Vegas uh, when he was told that he was acquired by the Golden Knights, that he'd uh, had interest in the Golden Knights in the offseason, that there is all this coming together uh, is uh, just another layer on, on top of uh, a layer to be uh, given the the potential for a really good start out of the gate for Matthias Janmark. I, I'll be curious whether he gets the start tonight. Uh, some coaches uh, like that. Some coaches will, will let you watch uh, the first couple of shifts before, before you come in. Uh, I'll be uh, interested to see whether or not Pete DeBoer puts Janmark out there uh, to start. And uh, the game itself, uh, just uh, as we look at this, uh, Los Angeles uh, is, is a team that uh, traded Jeff Carter uh, they did uh, retain Alex Iafalo. I, I, I thought uh, Los Angeles played loose the other night, but they were entertaining. Uh, I don't know how much of the, the breakaway festival we're going to see tonight. If you compare the two games, I would think that tonight will be a much different low-scoring, uh, low-opportunity affair compared to Monday night where it was a free-for-all. Yeah, I mean, if, if the L.A. Kings are making the right adjustments and they're they're trying to keep this game close and and looking to get two points i think they've got to really tighten that down and not allow the golden knights that much uh, speed and transition that was as much jump as we've seen the golden knights have in a long time wasn't it and it's it's interesting because it it, it got better as the game wore on right? yeah like and and for a team that was playing three and four nights it's a back-to-back with travel uh, you don't necessarily expect that to be the case, but once the Golden Knights found their legs, they were just on a different level than the LA Kings. We're going to take a break. One-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, and some updates on the uh, injury front. We'll also make sure that you're aware of what's happening with the Colorado Avalanche. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
Gone to the near wing. Big shot. He scores. It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. Vancouver Canucks slated to return to NHL action coming up on Friday. They are still getting players back every day as they try to compile a roster. Coming off the three-week pause to a COVID uh, spread through the course of the team, coaches, players, and support staff. Uh, one player that's not very happy about being uh, put back into uh, the regular schedule of things is JT Miller. A forward saying, it's frustrating. If I'm being honest with you, we try to talk about the number one priority being players, health, and their families. It's almost impossible to do what they've asked us to do here on our return. He said, it's crazy. Everyone has a job to do, but to be able to just play in one practice in a pregame skate and then be ready to go, it's not good. That is a challenge from the JT Miller camp of the Vancouver Canucks. And I understand what he's saying. Like They, they have players who are still, some say, experiencing brain fog. Uh, uh, this this return to play is worked in conjunction with the National Hockey League Players Association uh, and the league, uh, but it doesn't sound like the uh, JT Miller and some of the players are very happy about uh, returning to action in a couple of days' time. I mean, I, I can understand where JT Miller is coming from, and, and like I can understand where the, the Vancouver Canucks are at it just based on you know what what we've been hearing over the course of, of this this time where the Vancouver Canucks have been dealing with uh, their COVID issues so I mean I don't know that much is going to change like I understand getting it out there and, and speaking your piece but I, I still think that come Friday the Vancouver Canucks are going to be playing a hockey game and and that's that's where they're at. Miller says it's dangerous to a lot of players what we're being asked to do is not going to be too safe. Does he have a point? Well, I mean, like, you have to imagine, right? Like, even if you're not sick, like, even if you didn't have symptoms, even if you weren't dealing with COVID on that team. And JT been, Miller didn't. And yeah, you've been inactive for a long time. You haven't played in a long time. It's going to take you more than just a day and a half to get yourself back to where you need to be. It should take more than a practice and a morning skate. You should be allowed more time. And I understand time is sensitive right now for the NHL and trying to get 56 games in, but it's going to be tough for the guys that weren't dealing with symptoms. And then you factor in it's it's a respiratory illness. I think that there's a real case there. Concern. Concern, for sure. Concern. Uh, they are uh, 10 points out of a playoff spot as they return. I wonder if it would be different if they were right in the in the thick of it. Because, to be honest, it looks like they're playing out the string. Completing yeah, I, the 56 games. Yeah, I mean, I, I get your point there. Um, and, you know, maybe there's an element to that. But it's, it's hard to say because we're not in that situation, right? Jim Benning said, uh, the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks, no players have asked to opt out for the rest of the season. Uh, Boston Bruins getting some good news. Tuka Rask is expected to return to the lineup against the Islanders tomorrow night. Assuming there are no setbacks, he should be ready to go, Bruce Cassidy said on Wednesday. Jeremy Swayman and Dan Vladar have started the past six games as the Boston Bruins have gone four deep with their goaltending this year. Not four deep as in a player gets uh, a couple of minutes and, and fills in, 
Jeremy Swayman and Dan Vladar have both started games this uh, this year for the Boston Bruins as the Bruins are coming off a victory in the shootout against the Buffalo Sabres last night. <laughs> and uh, like the Sabres wouldn't go away. They're playing with house money. Yeah. Uh, that was it was a really dangerous one for the for the Boston Bruins. They managed to pull it out with uh, Swayman and goal, but looks like Tukarask is going to be back. That's good news for the Boston Bruins, and uh, yeah, uh, Tukarask he's a really good goalie, and he's the best one that the Bruins have. Uh, Bruce Cassidy had a great comment uh, because they the idea is Tukarask is going to have to basically run the table for the rest of the year to try and give them uh, as much of a, a chance to lock down a playoff spot and then uh, see what they can do and to, to get things going in the right direction. And Cassidy was asked about the rest, and he said as far as the rest part goes, that depends on his play. Uh, how does he feel? <laughs> Where is he physically? What's the timing? What's the most important? So uh, really a, a non-answer, but uh, an answer. If he's playing well, he's going to keep going. If he's not playing well, we may have to spot him in and out a couple of times. Uh, on the subject of goaltending, Matt Murray uh, on the ice tonight, uh, making his first start in more than a month. Hasn't played since March 10th because of an upper body injury. And like he's got the long-term contract there. Uh, yeah. So so he's they're not going to be buying out the final six years of that deal. Uh, they've made a goaltending coach change in the time that he's been off the ice. I'm really curious to see what kind of uh, Zach uh, or what kind of Matt Murray we'll see after the tutelage of Zach Burke. And uh, Zach Burke, by the way, is the new goaltending coach of uh, the Ottawa Senators. Uh, his brother, his older brother, is a uh, an '80s rock uh, singer. Oh, really? Yep. I'll get you that information in just a little bit, but. Uh, uh, just a just a, a really interesting uh, relationship or, or story there between the goaltending coach of the Ottawa Senators and an 80s uh, hair metal. I, I don't know which for that one. I don't, I don't know which one I'd rather be. I don't know if I'd rather be a goalie coach or a uh, in, in a in a hair metal band. I'm not really sure. I, don't I know. think a hair metal. Really? Yeah. Like that's that's where you'd be. That's where yeah. you'd want to be. Yeah. I mean, you've got hair. You can grow it out. Why don't you? Let, let, let's go and just uh, rip my head off. Uh, I'll, I'll get you the band name and the uh, the singer's name in just a little bit. Everybody will know them. What uh, does but that even I'd, mean? What's that? Let's go rip my head off. What does that even mean? Rip my head off? Like just scream into the microphone. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Carrie well, Price no. skated for the first time today since he aggravated a lower body injury. Everything's goaltending today on on the old uh, one-timer segment. Uh, so well, he practiced. In Buffalo. He practiced on his own in in uh, the practice facility, but uh, did not dress uh, for a fifth straight game tonight. Uh, he's getting closer, though, getting a lot closer. And Montreal is getting closer and closer to locking down this playoff spot. And you know what's going to happen? Montreal-Toronto. It's, it's, it, they, they are on this uh, collision course to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs for the first time since the late 70s. Isn't that crazy? It's pretty wild. Um, I I think it'd be fun and and exciting and entertaining. And, and if Carey Price can kind of get back and find his game and, and be that Carey Price that we all expect him to be. And if he gets on one of those Carey Price heaters, it'll be interesting to see as hot as Austin Matthews has been all season long, Matthews versus Price in the playoffs, what could be better? Uh, the Seattle Kraken uh, making their way towards uh, the expansion draft on July 21st. 
takes us back, doesn't it, to the expansion yep. draft and the uh, the launch of the Vegas Golden Knights and uh, the introduction of players like uh, Braden McNabb and Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, but no talk of, of hiring a coach just yet. Uh, General Manager Ron Francis said uh, that they're prepared when they get to the point uh, and zero in to talk to a couple of people. But right now they think it's prudent to be just uh, doing their part and being patient. And we'll see who's out there when that final decision is going to be made. That sounds like they expect a, a few different decisions within the coaching ranks. Two guys, two guys I'll give you right now. Mm-hmm. Don't have contracts for next year, who mm-hmm. I think the world of. Yep. Rick Tockett okay. and Travis Green. Sure. And then you have uh, the the candidates that, uh, that we know uh, will be interviewed. Gerard Glant will be interviewed if he if he hasn't been talked to already. Uh, given what uh, what he did with the Golden Knights, uh, he, he just wouldn't be uh, doing your job if you didn't uh, didn't take a look at uh, at what uh, what Turk had done and and give him a uh, uh, good conversation. And uh, uh, there's a, a coach that that is sort of in between. And that's Bruce Boudreau. Uh, sure. Continues to to be out there, and we know that Bruce wants to coach again. So uh, I'll be curious. They, they can't really go wrong there. Whether the the Canucks lock up Travis Green or not, whether the Arizona Coyotes decide to part ways, uh, uh, Tockett's been there for a few years now. Um, I worry about Arizona if they don't bring back Rick Tockett, and and because he's got that relationship with Phil Kessel, and uh, I, I do worry on, on that side of it. Uh, if I was in charge of those two organizations from 20,000 feet, I would I would resign them. But I don't know what the uh, the, the money is on that front. But uh, still no uh, urgency from the uh, from the Seattle Kraken as they wait for the playoffs. And and because the playoffs are much later this year, it pushes everything back. But the season is still going to start on time. We hope in September. So there'll be uh, less uh, less. Uh, opportunity to to get your get comfortable unless Travis just goes from Vancouver down to Seattle then he can just do the commute <laughs> I think John Tortorella commuted from from uh, Washington State when he coached the the Vancouver Canucks oh yeah that makes which sense. yeah it does but it doesn't I couldn't imagine going like across the border every day uh, to get to practice in game does, oh you were being sarcastic does Tocket kind of have an in with his role, because he he obviously was a Stanley Cup champion with Ron Francis, so you, yeah, yeah. So so I wonder if there's that connection, if that's enough. As kinda... teammates, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that uh, dynamite drop in, and that was that was a good one, Chapman. I I hadn't uh, gone down that road uh, as, as as thinking on that front and um, dealing with uh, dealing with a roster that uh, that has to overachieve, which uh, I think he's done a nice job with, uh, uh, challenging for a playoff spot the last two years with with Arizona. Yeah, I I, I think it'd be a good spot and uh, and and uh, good chemistry there between Ron Francis. Uh, I don't know about their their relationship as teammates, but uh, I I tend to give the benefit of the doubt that uh, that most teammates get along. Um, Sometimes people can just smudge it, like like Chapman, like you and I do a great job of, of making people think that we get along great. Yes, yes. The reality is we we really. This yeah. is what one, one of those uh, relationships by necessity, not necessarily because we we like each other. Like if this show, uh, if uh, I wasn't part of this show tomorrow, do you think we'd ever talk again? No, probably not. Very no. unlikely. Uh, Connor yeah. Sheary signed a two-year, three million dollar contract with the Washington Capitals. Uh, he's done a nice job with the Washington Capitals. 
uh, 28-year-old. Uh, he's uh, scored 19 points. Uh, so that's a $1.5 million contract, 11 goals, 8 assists. Right there with, with Yanmark numbers, isn't it? It is. Right right on the money. Right in the same. I think I think Washington's put a bit of pressure on themselves. And Anthony Mantha, who uh, is a, the acquisition of Anthony Mantha, I thought they gave up way too much for on trade deadline day, yeah. did score uh, in his debut for the Washington Capitals uh, last night. So there you go. Uh, a few one-timers. And I'm going to give you that band and name and the singer as we continue. Think about it. Think about it. Who could that be? This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Giving away a jersey from the Vegas Golden Knights, and we are also qualifying you for two tickets to see the Golden Knights play every show this week. Ryan, let's get to it. Okay, caller number 10, you will win a Golden Knights jersey and you'll qualify to win tickets to see Vegas San Jose Monday, April 19th at T-Mobile Arena, 702-876-1340. Caller number 10, this is the VGK jersey giveaway thanks to Finley Volvo where Swedish elegance and world-renowned safety awaits at finleyvolvo.com. Call now, let us know. So the band of the uh that i was talking about sebastian uh bach from oh, nice. skid row is nice. the brother of zach burke uh the goalie coach for the ottawa senators kind of cool eh yeah you know i i i think i think that i'm i'm in the i'm in the hair band yeah like if, if i'm if i'm having to choose one or the other i'm going sebastian bach i'm going skid row i'm going hair band come on let's go uh, uh, you know those the, those cameos where you can get the um, the greetings, the personalized greetings. Yes. Uh, from different people, S- Sebastian Bach does a lot of those, and really? they're hilarious. Like you don't know which way he's coming from, uh, and he's right out there. But they are so funny uh, <laughs> to watch him do. It's it almost be worth the paying the well. I don't know whether it's worth paying the three hundred dollars so for it. Whoa, uh, we should start doing those. But, well, yeah, they, they they range in 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 price. I don't know what uh, what Sebastian Bach necessarily charges, but okay. he he does a, he does a few of them. Let's start doing that. Personalized Cameo? greetings from from the VGK Insider Show, like happy birthdays and and uh, and uh, good luck at school, those kind of things. Little can, side gig. Can uh, can people like pay to have you? I don't know, like say Chris Chapman is is the best producer that sure. ever had like absolutely chapman. like hey chapman get get your mom to to buy a cameo from darren millard let's go he's he's answering the phones right now oh, and uh, getting us the winner imagine that we, we're giving away a sweater a day from uh from finley bow and uh, and also qualifying for two tickets how cool is that and congratulations to troy he is our winner of the jersey, and he is qualified for those tickets for the Sharks game on Monday night. Sharks awesome. game on Monday night, the first of two, not first of three, as the schedule has been uh, moved around. And uh, the game on the 26th of April has been slotted in on May 10th. So a lot going on as we uh, we bypass uh, catching up with Chapman because we wanted to give away the sweater. Chappie, we'll get back to you tomorrow if yeah, that's okay. Absolutely. All right, uh, thanks for being uh, fluid and flexible with us. Uh, the Los Angeles Kings against the Vegas Golden Knights 
coming up uh, tonight. Uh, this is uh, going to be Matthias Janmark's debut for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury back in goal for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, and they try to win for the sixth time in eight games against Los Angeles Kings. That's pretty impressive if they can pull that off. 100%. It, it's Again, it, it's taking care of, of business and beating the teams that you're supposed to beat. If the Golden Knights are able to get a win tonight, that's the record that I, I think you're, you're incredibly pleased with against a team that you are supposed to beat most nights. Los Angeles trying to play spoiler. Vegas trying to close the gap or keep pace with Colorado. Depends on what happens with the Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues tonight. We'll have all the reaction and our ratings tomorrow on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. But coming up next, it's the VGK Radio Network pregame show. Los Angeles and Vegas, a debut and the continual chase of top spot in the quest for the Stanley Cup on Fox Sports Las Vegas.